Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of Why Women. I'm your girl, Abria Danae, Abria D. And I'm Rachel LaShawn. Oh, that was very serious. I'm sorry. I'm and Rachel I'm Rachel LaShawn. Well, they know the name <laughs> by now. <laughs> I mean, if you've been watching us, following us from this point, I'm Rachel LaShawn. Rachel LaShawn. You know, I read on TikTok, or read, <laughs> saw on TikTok, <laughs> that um, people needed, like, um, you know, back in the day, they used to address themselves as their full name. Like, that used to, because, you like, your name was everything. It held, it held so much power and weight. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like, people are like, yeah, I'm Ray, I'm Ty, I'm D, I'm whatever. We shorthand, we shorthand our name, but I like, uh... I, I always wanted to like be more powerful in my name. Like, yeah, I am Rachel Lashawn, motherfucker, bitch. <laughs> you know it. This is this is the name. Like, I wanna I wanted to be like more prideful in my mm-hmm. name. You know what I'm saying? Like make sure it held a lot of weight. That just reminded me of that one year that the little uh, commentator lady fucked up Rick James' name, <laughs> and he got up there on the stage at the BET Awards and was like. <laughs> I forgot what he said. Some, 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 some. I'm Rick James, bitch. <laughs> and every well, the crowd went crazy. Like, <laughs> because <laughs> she should have put some respect on his name. On his motherfucking name. I don't even remember what the poor lady said, too. Like, if that was me, I would have been backstage like, <laughs> I didn't know. But, no, seriously, like, I, I feel like that's something that you, like, hold on. But I also found out, but I don't know if none of this is true. This is all TikTok information. So another another video to that underneath that was like black people nicknames came about because um, that's how you identify people when you get moved from um, plantations. Yeah, like one for the Joe. Y'all know one for the Joe. Oh my God. Jojo, one foot. <laughs> Hop around around Joe with the one foot. Yes, like like we used to come up with nicknames to identify us. Like TT, yeah TT. TT stand for big ass titties. Oh my God! So you know that was Titi, because Titi had. But that's what he said. That's how black people got name nicknames, and that's how they like our names went from um like like long names, you know, or whatever, to more short names to identify people. Mm. And, you, and your your nickname came from like either the way you looked or something like that. Yeah. And so when you were asking about somebody, you'd be like, "Hey, is Slowfoot Joe over there still?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, Slowfoot Joe's still over here." Nah, you good, you good, you good. good. But that's just some little TikTok information. I thought it was really cool. In, no, that's very interesting. I I would have never even thought about that, truly. I so that's that's information. That's just some useless knowledge for your ass, <laughs> honestly. So, I mean, when you think about it, when I think about all, like, the nicknames that we have in our family, it's like, damn, you know, that is kind of true. Like, my sister's name was Ray Ray because nobody could say her real name. Like, us little kids. Mm-hmm. Her name was Raynetta. We used to be like... Right, who? Right, right. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that was easy, but like that's where the nicknames came from. So I feel like when you speak of your name, you should speak on it with more um, integrity mm. and just oh, like seriousness. It doesn't have to be so serious, but you like when you think about how you want to be announced or addressed or whatever, especially if you're somewhere in the content creator. Uh, public realm you kind of do need to like think more about your name yeah because it holds weight it's like oprah you know what oprah winfrey hold a lot of weight oh for real you hear that name and it's like, just smell like money obama barack obama i think that's such a like barack like you know <laughs> it just it holds a lot of fucking weight i just i don't know i don't know 
I love that. Well, um, I want to catch up with you, and I just want the people to catch up with us. Mm-hmm. What have you been on lately? How is life? How's your mental health? It's up and down. Um, I was just telling you earlier, like, I have these moments where I go into, like, depressive spells. Like, it mm-hmm. may only just last a day or a couple hours where I'm crying or bawling uncontrollably, and it can be over something so minor. Yeah. But, like, I don't know why, like, it happens. And I'm actually looking to get into therapy for that um, to kind of address, like, why my um, – why I get into depression and why I, like, am so sensitive to everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. But everything else is, like, really, really good. Like, it, the, the depressive states are not lasting, which is really good. Like, I'm really, like, disciplined and hard on myself. Like, bitch, get it together. Mm-hmm. Snap out of it. Um, and just, like, moving forward like that. But I do um, still have that tendency. And that's just some transparency for your ass. Didn't you say that um, – don't you have, like, Scorpio twice in your chart? Oh, girl. <laughs> Four times in my first house. Okay, so I want to read this post that I saw on um, Facebook. This mm-hmm. is what I was telling you about earlier. So, um, wait, you said four times in your chart, Scorpio? Moon, rising, Mars, and Pluto. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, it's intense. Okay, so I read this post. Um, <clears throat> I read this post on Facebook. I'm about to just read it, but... I am a Taurus sun and a Scorpio moon. Yeah. And also a Taurus Venus. So it says, people with heavy Scorpio and Taurus placements will experience ego death this year going to the next. Sun, rising, moon, Mercury, or Uranus. What is it exactly? Ego death is the process of shedding all layers and parts of yourself that are unauthentic and breaking away from barriers that come from trauma, mental health, and limiting self-beliefs that hold you back. This process... happens during the end of the dark night of the soul when someone endures an ego death it involves getting rid of the label getting rid of the ego you hide behind and to be your true self when an individual is self-aware they're able to determine what part of themselves is their ego what perceptions are ego-based and what perceptions are soul-based with doing so they're able to learn and grow to become their highest self It's not what we are, it's who we are, and being able to embrace all parts of ourselves so we have a balance, so we can learn and grow. During an ego death, we also lose relationships around us that no longer serve us. This can be for many reasons, but because you're more awake and aware, you're able to see the egos of others that they hide behind, and when we heal and grow, our vibrations change frequencies, some of which don't match the ones around us. Since we're constantly growing and evolving, we tend to drift away from situations and people who surround us. Even though we're not physically around them, they can still affect our energy field. This is called cord of attachments. In order to fully endure an ego death, then these attachments must be severed. That way, there's nothing that is holding your soul back so you can move forward. So basically, I feel like this is just just wrapping it up. I feel like this is basically saying, like, for Scorpio and Taurus placements in your chart, we are all going through basically an ego death, and we're just looking for just the most authentic self and just authenticity around us. And I don't know if this relates to you, but I am feeling it. And not, like, in a hard, like, some fucking shit's going on, but this is just where I'm at with my mental health. Um, The other day, I was just in really deep thought and I've, I was just in really deep thought, and I text my mom, and I was, I will read y'all the text that I sent to my mom, because 
I don't know. Like, I just really had this feeling that I was just like, bruh, like, I don't know. I just, like, had this feeling that I was like, dog, like, I'm just fucking me. That's all I can be, bro. All I can be is me. And I don't know why, like, I try to keep open, like, dead-end friendships and shit like that. But this is what I said to my mom. I said, can I say something from my heart? I would love to spend more time with my mom, genuine time outside of the house. I had an issue with looking for love and acceptance and friendships and keeping dead ends alive when all I really want is a true good friend. I would like to go out to eat more, hang out more, and spend time with my mom. The only person in the world who I know will never betray me. I just want to have fun with you. And my mom said, oh, well, dang, you made me cry. Where you want to go? And we just start talking and stuff. But I don't know, just what I've been feeling lately is um, I can't wait for Luna, my baby, I can't wait for my baby to get older so that I would have someone to hang out with. And then off of that thought, I just start going in, like, even deeper. Like, I just love to be around people, but, like, genuine people. Like, wholeheartedly, like, if a friend comes over, like, we can just sit on my couch looking ugly as fuck, eating some Cheeto puffs, watching a show or something. Like, that's what I yearn for, but I feel like, in friendships and stuff, like, I don't know if I have just that true, true, just maybe the me. Like, may, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for the me and, like, other people or something. And um, also with coming out about the podcast and putting it out on Facebook and stuff, I had this thought. And I was just like, you know, a lot of people are probably just going to look at it and see that I have a podcast. But they're probably like not really going to share it, not really interact with it and stuff like that. But it's like strangers, people that I don't even really know or some people from high school that I really didn't fucking talk to or fuck with. They will be the ones that are interacting the most like, hey, like I see you have a podcast. Like, wow, congratulations. It's like, damn, like I never really even talked to you that much in high school. But it's like you're nice enough to like support versus like other people that were much closer that I would have thought like would be very supportive, like, didn't, like, didn't really care, didn't really like it or interact with it or anything like that. So I've just really, like, been in, like, a more soul-searching kind of energy now to where I'm just like, you know what? Like, normally I would be trying to keep these dead-end friendships alive and shit, like, maybe texting people and stuff, like, hey, did you see that I have a new podcast? Like, can you go like and jam, blah, blah, blah? And it's just like, I don't even want to fucking do that shit. Hell no. Like, my shit's going to be out. It's going to be circulating. I'm not going to sit here and beg people for anything. I'm not going to beg people to be my friend. I'm not going to beg people to be around me. I'm not going to do none of that shit. I'm going to be me, and if you if you fuck with me, then that's that. And that's just what I've been on lately, mental-wise. I don't even know what the hell to call it, but I'm just like, bitch, I'm just going to be my motherfucking self. Yeah, uh, I feel like one of the biggest things I learned very early on from, like, doing anything business-related is that, like, your main supporters are not your friends and family. I've preached that and beat that, you know, into people. Like, it's just not it's not coming. It's mm -hmm. not happening. You're going to have to be successful for people to accept what you're doing um, close to you. Mm -hmm. The main people that's going to support you are people you have never met, uh, people you've never spoken to a day in your life. They come across your shit. And it's like, cool. I was I was listening to this one podcast. I was like, you know, people, um, when, 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 when people know you, they don't value you the same. Um, it's like... The admiration comes from things that they don't know or that are foreign to them, and that's across the board. So when I when I understand it like that, it's like when people think they know you, mm -hmm. right? And you're on this podcast sharing your experiences, talking from your heart, what your true authentic self. Yeah, 
they don't they probably don't know that part of you right and they probably think it's all cap and bullshit mm-hmm. like i don't know this type of bria bria used to be in the clubs in the bars drinking turning up like now she all on this soul searching shit what's she not talking? my stay bitch what's she talking about that you know this bitch fraud she 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 not she not being true to herself she mm-hmm. on some other shit now and they, they can't identify with that mm-hmm. versus some people that don't even know shit about you that's like you know what i really feel her mm-hmm. i get it i see where you're coming from like i identify and i relate to her so much and those are from strangers mm-hmm. right because they don't know your past they don't know where you come from they don't mm-hmm. know who you used to be and so they're just relating to who you are now and that is so much better than trying to get somebody from high school that knew you as x y and z or a family member that knows you as this version and like see this podcast and see what you're doing and it's like she's like a whole different person like what is what is this mm-hmm. you know and they don't recognize, and it's not clicking to them until you become successful, until this podcast takes off, because it will. <laughs> you know, until it until it just jumps off the roof, then they're like, oh, shit, I know a brilliant. You see this third grade picture of me and her? Right. Like, you know. That's my best friend. Yeah, no. and it just, it just is what it is. It just is what it is. So once I've accepted that, I'm like, man. That's why I share our, our stuff on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that because I'm not looking to get the acceptance from a follower. Mm-hmm. I want to get that acceptance from somebody that don't even know me or our shit, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I really fuck with this. Let me go check this out and see what this is. Like, mm-hmm. those are who the people I want to reach. Fuck y'all. I, I mean, not fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. In a good way. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, if you support, I'm so thankful and grateful for that, but, like, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath, waiting on that um, support. Because yeah. my 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 life, my promotion of the podcast is going to continue to go on, and I'm not looking to get that support. You know, mm-hmm. from from the people closest to me. Because you probably don't even relate to who I am now. Mm-hmm. You probably still thinking me as Rachel from way way back in the day. I don't know. And that's what that's what I was thinking. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. I feel like right now, when it comes to the relationships and the friendships. Uh, of people that I have around me. Um, <laughs> I know this sounds bad, but I'm like gatekeeping my time and gatekeeping um, my energy. What because, does that mean? Because, like, I don't know if people do this to you, but sometimes, like, people just feel the need to, like, trauma dump on me all the fucking time. Like, tell you their T- shit? Tell me, like, everything all the fucking time. Like, this is what happened with my man. This is what happened with my child. This is what happened with my family. This is what happened with this. This is what happened with that. And mm-hmm. I used to be that friend. I used to always be available to take all of that shit in. And, I, and I'm just not that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I became more distant. Um, I spend more time offline now. Like, I, I don't be on social media like that. If you catch me on social media, I probably did something for the podcast. And that's why I was on there. You know what I'm saying? But, um yeah like i i don't i don't show up in the same way i used to Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's where there's a lot of disconnect between me and my friends now it's Mm -hmm. like i'm not trying to be funny or do anything different it's just like i just don't have the mental capacity to uh be trauma dumped on right now Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying i don't i don't want to always hear about your problems call me about some good news bitch Mm -hmm. like you got a new job let's go out and celebrate that shit like you know you got engaged proposed to you had a baby whatever i want to celebrate that part i don't always want to hear the bad shit Mm -hmm. i just don't so that's where i'm at yeah and that's why i'm not really um (laughs) that's why i'm not always hanging out with my friends like that 
Yeah. I started doing things by myself, too. Like, I went to the bar last weekend by myself. Is that at the bar? After our podcast? No, after our photo shoot. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that that is so cool. I've always, um, I've always said, like, people that can go out to eat by themselves, like, that is, like, a whole different type of strong. Because, like, or, or to the movies or something like that. I don't know. I feel like to me that's just a whole le- different level of strong. I've only went out to eat by myself uh, one, not twice. I went to go and get pho, and it wasn't like a restaurant restaurant or anything. It was just like an eat-in place type of thing, and I went to go get pho, and I just sat there, and I just, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was like just listening to an audio book and just sitting there, and I sat like at one of those little tables that faces the window, and I was just sitting there just staring outside, just eating and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. But like to go to the movies or like, Stuff to me that I feel like maybe should have, like, a, a date night or a friend or something like that. But, I mean, I love doing stuff by myself, going to the mall, running errands, stuff like that. But It's, to me, it's different. Like, sitting up at the bar by yourself mm-hmm. and not always just being on your phone either. Yeah. Um, I became more of a, a relationship type person. Mm. So, a lot of the positions that I've been in are just from speaking up to a random stranger. Whether that was online whether that was at a bar or a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was always that person that could either talk to the janitor or I'm talking to the CEO. I, I never, I never, or even a homeless person, I never uh, felt like I was too good to have certain conversations with certain people. Mm-hmm. That was always, like, my thing. Maybe it's because of my leave placements, but I'm, like, such a people person. Um, and I built those relationships with people. That's why I probably know somebody that knows somebody that does what we're trying to do, yeah. you know? And, um... I started, like, when I was going to therapy uh, for my, like, codependency and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that was one of the things he challenged me on was, like, getting out more about myself. And because um, I told you I'm in this weird, ugly phase right now where I'm like, all my friends are either have kids and they're married or in serious long-term relationships and I was single or, like, now I'm in a newly uh, relationship and I'm kind of like, okay, now I'm the rela- relationship girl, but we're so new, we're still in the honeymoon phase. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm kind of out of place, right? So um, me and my boyfriend, we were talking, and he goes and does things by himself. Like, mm-hmm. that man will go to a bar for hours. Like, he bar hopped by himself the other day. I was like, I maybe not would have went that far, but he encourages me to do things by myself, and I start to do that. Like, I start to go out to the bar. I will go That's beautiful. To I think a, that's very beautiful that he um, encourages you to do that. And just but, like, when you're even going places, to yeah. be intentional about where you're going. Like, if you want to go to uh, a coffee shop, okay, go to a coffee shop. And don't be so consumed with, like, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Be observant of everything. And someone will come up and talk to you. And next thing you know, you guys are having a conversation. They're like, oh, you have a podcast? Oh, I can put you guys on the number one platform. And yeah. Like, I don't know. That's what, in my mind, yeah. I'm like, that could possibly happen one day. That could just really boost us and help us. Yeah. Never know when you have those conversations and you're just open. Mm-hmm. But that's such an intimidating thing to do to talk to a stranger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like um, we're so in our phones nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and with us always being in our phones, um, that's like our safe goal. Oh, very. Like, people hide behind their phone. They're like, I'm whoever I said I was on the internet, Mm -hmm. and so that's what I'm going to hold on to, Mm -hmm. right? Versus who are you in real life? And that's what I try to tap into or stay true to with, like, who I am real life outside of Instagram Mm -hmm. and even outside of this podcast and you even outside of being a mommy and a Mm -hmm. wife. I think those two qualities about you is great and amazing. It's beautiful. But, like, 
who is a Bria outside of that? Mm-hmm. And this is what I tell my friends that are that have kids too. I'm like, you're a fantastic mom, and I think uh, as women and as uh, moms, we tend to fall into like, if I'm not being with my child, I'm a bad mom mm-hmm. or something like that. Mom guilt. Mom guilt. But I think I always advise people, and my boyfriend kind of reminds me of like, you need to be who you are on your own, like without all these things mm-hmm. that uh, all these different labels that we put on ourselves to identify us, mm-hmm. because. I mean, realistically, there's going to be one day where um, your child grows up, they're off at college or off living their own life, and you're at the house by yourself, and you're like, I don't know who I am anymore. Most women go through that. They don't mm-hmm. know who they are anymore once their, ch- once their children leave the house. Mm-hmm. It's just like once you start learning that really early and, like, I can I can go do this by myself. Whether it's go get your nails done or go get a massage or even go working out, like, whatever it is that you can find that time for yourself to just remind you, like, this is who I am mm-hmm. outside of all these other factors. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm so in love with my me time. You know what I'm saying? Even if that's on the couch watching Netflix, binge watching a show, lost in this episode. Like damn, I didn't binge watch this shit for five hours. Like mm-hmm. ooh, you know. Like even if that's just me, I'm I'm still doing what I am. Like yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at right now, and I and I feel like you'll get there. Uh, like the more you practice it, mm-hmm. like the more you just be like, it's uncomfortable. I'm not gonna lie. The first couple of times you do it, and then after that, you're like, this is actually pretty cool. Like I learned something new uh, when you go out, or even talking to the bar tender or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can learn a lot about people. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I feel like I always have to have like, uh, I don't know, an agenda, like a reason. Like there has to be a reason or something. Like okay, one thing as well. That I probably wouldn't do. That maybe, maybe actually now that I'm thinking about it, I should. I love museums and art and creative shit, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always thinking of like, ooh, whenever Luna gets older, like I want to plan this mommy-daughter date. We get cute in our little outfits. We go to the museum. Dallas Museum of Art has a really cute little kid section that they let the kids do um, their own art and display their art and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they have different like exhibits and stuff like that. And I've always just been like, me and Luna are going to get up. We're going to go to the museum. And then Clyde Warren Park is across the street. They always have food trucks. We're going to go. I'm going to lay out a blanket. We're going to sit there and do a little picnic. And I don't know. Maybe that's something that I can go do myself, should go do myself. But maybe back before I had Luna, I probably should have, like, done that stuff by myself. But I would always even think, like, I don't know. Even back whenever I was like single and stuff like that, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait whenever I have a kid and we're just going to have like just cool little fun dates, just getting out of the house and just little fun stuff like that. Um, there was something that I wanted to say that I completely forgot. I feel like when it comes to your daughter, uh, Luna, um, I think it's important to already thinking about building those uh, relationships with her, like those like dates with her and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But um well, I can see that you may fall into codependency with that. Like I said, your daughter's going to get older. She's going to get in her teens. She's gonna yeah, and she's going to want to, like, go with other people. Yeah, because I went through this one period in time where I did not even want to be in the same room with my mom. Really? Mm-hmm. Don't say that. I will it cry. Just, it just was, like, one of those things, like, and it's crazy because I went from, like, under 10 years old. You, I was in my mom's room watching Lifetime. Like, you could not pull me away from her, <laughs> you know? And it was just, like, I was up under my mom, like, all the fucking time. And then, like, I got in, like, middle school to high school. I didn't start getting back close to my mom until, like, my senior year. 
But like from like maybe seventh grade to like eleventh grade, it was like friends, friends, friends. What my friends doing? We going to the game this weekend. What we doing? And like my mom, I'm getting sad over here. But actually, my mom wasn't kind of like you. She was kind of like, girl, I'm in the streets myself. Uh. <laughs> So, so she, mm-hmm. I was more of a, I was probably more annoying to my mom because she was more like, girl, I'm going to hit these streets. What's your mom's sign? Oh, she's a Libra too. God. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to be in these streets. I think I was a little bit more codependent on my mom than she was ever on me. She was like, girl, I mean, you slowing me down. You know what? You're actually giving me advice because I pulled up me and Luna's birth chart. Uh-huh. Luna's a Libra. Uh-huh. <laughs> So Luna is a Libra as well, and um, my birth chart or our our compatibility birth chart, sorry, said that um, she will be a more free spirit, and me being more of a fixed, grounded kind of person, mm-hmm. she's gonna feel like I'm trying to control her too much. And now that you're explaining this, I can see it because now I'm thinking like, oh, we can have mommy daughter days, blah blah blah, and I want to be that mom, like snatch, looking good. I want the I pull up to her school and they be like, damn, Luna, that's your mama, <laughs> and I want Luna to be like, mom, stop wearing my jeans, and I'm be like, sorry, you know, and like I just want this like. Just beautiful mother-daughter relationship. I want to be her best friend. She can come and talk to me about anything, but at the same time, like, I'm still a disciplinary. Like, I just have this in my head of me and Luna, which is where I can see where, like, she's going to have her own personality. That's what I do love about Libras. Like, y'all can't be swayed. Like, y'all doing y'all own motherfucking shit. Y'all can't really be swayed. So I love that. (sighs) But, like, it's my baby, and I don't want to control her. I don't want to, you know, but I just want to love her. You know how, as I'm gonna say this like this, you know, as a woman with your man, um, how you, you, you know, you, with us with men, because men are like, I'm the man of the house, like, I run this. You know, mm-hmm. you know, most men have that energy. And you know, as a woman, like, uh, you kind of, pr- you kind of make him think that he runs shit when really, like, <laughs> bitch, I planted this seed in your head weeks ago. <laughs> and you just now, <laughs> that's kind of how you're gonna do with your daughter. Like you gonna have, you gonna be playing these seeds in her, and she gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then a couple weeks later, I'm doing this, and she yeah. gonna think it's her whole idea. <laughs> that's how you gonna have to treat her, cause that's how I'm, I feel like when I got older, that's how my mom was like with me. Like when I think back to like who I am now, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, my mama show was telling me this back in the day, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing all of this stuff, but. <laughs> This this woman really influenced the fuck right. out of me. Yeah. Like that's how you're gonna have to treat her. That's how you're gonna have to do it. But if you come off in a more like I'm the mom, listen to what I say, and whatever, whatever, she's gonna just run away from that more and more and more. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's just like you gotta do it like you do your man. I'm gonna plant these little seeds in you. You know. You're gonna be this like this is really good advice. Yeah. You're gonna be like yeah, whatever, <laughs> girl. When that man break your heart, you gonna come crying. <laughs> I told you about that. <laughs> <laughs> Like, y'all just told you about that shit. I just couldn't be all, like, super mommy, maternal, like, um, the moms. Listen to what the fuck y'all say, you know? You know what? Uh, okay, so one thing, one example. I see now why my mom and my dad, I see why now they acted the way that they did whenever I told them way back in the gap that me and Jose were living together. But me now is like, no, with Luna, I'm going, like, you are not moving out of this house to move in with the boy. And I feel like I want to be so hard on that. But I'm starting to understand now why my mom, the way that she handled it, I was just like, well, I didn't even really tell my mom I was moving in with Jose, honestly. It's just like he had his own apartment, and I just slowly but surely just start picking up 
my things mm-hmm. and like next thing you know my whole closet was at his house <laughs> and my mom was like so are you ever coming home and I was like well I guess I'll get the rest of my stuff and yeah like I went to go get the rest of my things and my mom like she felt some type of way about it but she was also just like okay you ever see that meme when they be like uh, my mom was telling me you know what you'll see and then you be like, oh, I'm I, I saw, I saw. <laughs> yeah, and my dad was like, when I told my dad, I just brought it up casually in a conversation, right? So my dad's talking, and I was like, yeah, because whenever, um, whenever Jose comes home, and my dad was like, when Jose comes home, so where are you staying at right now? And I was like, oh, me and Jose live together. And he was like, so you shacking? <laughs> so you in there playing house, and you're not really his wife. Why is he gonna sit here and buy the cow whenever he's already getting the milk type shit? My dad was talking to me on that kind of stuff, and I was just like, and girl. <laughs> life did its dids and shit. We ended up breaking up, girl. We done went through a little divorce without the fucking divorce, bitch. And I was, I had it in my head right then and there. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I see what they meant. And I will never, ever, I swore it down, baby. I swore it down. I was like, I won't never go through this shit again. I will never move in at, with a man that I'm not married to. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking do it. So, yeah. But I, I see now why my parents did all that. I said that to say, I don't know. I just feel like whenever Luna, if she ever comes and tells me, oh, um, me and such and such are going to move in together, I'm going to be like, no, the fuck, you're not. <laughs> you're not moving out of this house until your husband comes to get you, ma'am. Let, let's put this into context, right? Because I feel like this, and let's be honest, right? No offense to any parentals. However, you probably wanted to get out because they didn't create a safe space safe space for you either like did they create a home where it was just like you felt safe you felt welcomed you felt all your needs were met just there and and you kind of was like I feel like when people do that like when they move in with a boyfriend or whatever more prematurely I feel like they're doing it because it's like damn my mom getting on my nerves was it like that or Mm -hmm. was it like oh I love this boy I want to move in with him um for me and I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, anyone that knows me knows my mom. I grew up and my mom was very strict. But me and my mom are, like, very close. And, I mean, there's never been any issues. Like, we didn't have, like, a bad toxic relationship or anything like that. My reasoning for moving in with Jose was just because he had his own apartment. So I got to walk around ass naked. We was six and his stuff. Like, I just got to experience being grown. And it's just like whenever I got home, I'm on the phone with him. I'm on FaceTime with him. We're just talking constantly. We're texting constantly. And then whenever he came over to my house, I just felt like we were so fucking childish because he could barely even be in my fucking room, bitch. So it's just like, why are we going to sit here and do all this whenever we at your house and we just, we like fucking free and shit, you know? So I was just like, damn, okay. And at that point, like, I was grown and I was able to tell my mom, like, I'm spending the night with Jose for the weekend. And that was that. So it's just like, we wake up, we go to breakfast, we hang out, we go do this, we go do that. that. Well, because I was grown at that time. When me and Jose got together, I was already 21. Even when I was grown. Really? My mom was like, you're not going to be coming in on my in and out my house. Like, you know what I'm saying? She was more so like, you're not going to be coming in and out my house. What you going to do? You going to be over there or you going to be over here? Because if you over here, this is my rules. This is what I got to say. Mm-hmm. And I was grown. And I was like, this is embarrassing. Oh, I just want to go be with my little man mm-hmm. for the weekend. And I remember sneaking. I'll never forget. I remember sneaking off to um, Houston for, to go sleep with this guy in his dorm room. Made a four-hour drive. I was probably like, girl, 18, 19 years old. Sorry, mama. 
A four-hour drive. Four-hour drive. For a man. For a man. And it was because, like, when he came up there, like, I could, we couldn't go to each other's house and stuff like that. So when mm-hmm. he was like, okay, I'm back at school. Come see me. And my mom was just like, where you going to go? And I was just like, oh, I'm just spending the night with my friend house. Like, you know what I'm saying? We just going to. You know, have fun. She was like, oh, okay. But if she would have known I was going to go see a boy, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Hell no. And so what really kind of pushed me to, like, leave was that type of environment. I was like, damn, I can't even be a grown woman, go out, <laughs> have fun. I can't pop my shit. Like, I could. I was going out to the clubs, and, like, I could, but, like, I was going to hear my mama's mouth. Like, I was going, she was like, you know, it's not ladylike to be all out at the night like this. Like, you know, you coming mm-hmm. home 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, ain't nothing open but nasty. That's, uh, ain't nothing, she used to say, ain't nothing open but nasty things, which is legs and Taco Bell. <laughs> and I was like. She had a point. She did. She <laughs> did. But I was just like, mama, I'm 19, 20. I'm just being able to get into these clubs. Like, we sneaking into 21 and up clubs. Yeah. Like, we finally, like. Trying to be grown, and mom was like, uh-uh, you don't need to be doing that. Like, you need to, she used to be like, you need to have more respect for yourself and all of this stuff. I used to be like, girl, I don't want to hear that. I'm hot in the pants. Period. <laughs> 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 outside. Period. That's why I was just like, she really was slowly, like, like she can't, my mom came off more as the authoritative type. Like, this is my house, what I say goes. Mm-hmm. So, my little, like I said, my little free spirited stuff was like, you know, and that's what made me move out really early and go through a lot of hardships just by trying to be grown mm-hmm. too fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if I thought about it, like, damn, if I would have just stayed at home for a couple more years, I would have really set myself up for something great. But I just had to be out, grown, hiding the, the pants, wanted to do what I wanted to do, not be checked, not be questioned. And that brought a lot of hardships for me. Yeah. A lot of them. I think I like the way that I think I like the way that my mom did things. Now that I'm thinking about it, here's where I feel like my life kind of fucked up a little bit to be honest with you. I think that my mom was so strict in ele- like elementary, junior high, high school to where whenever I got a car and I graduated high school and at that point it was just like my mom would just say like get in school. Like I don't want you just living here and just bumming off me. You need to be in college or something. So I got in school. Was I going to classes, actually? No. <laughs> was I really doing what I was supposed to be doing? Absolutely not, because I done lived this whole life of being just like, like all my friends know I stayed fucking grounded. Like, I stayed grounded, and in my room, my mom used to take away my TV, my Game Boy, my CD player, my everything, my iPod. Like, my mom took away everything, so I was just confined to my room. So, yeah, whenever that shit stopped and I graduated high school, it's like, okay, like, I'm in college, but school ain't never really been my fucking thing. But my mama gave me this car. And at that time, my curfew was, my curfew, honestly, was kind of non-existent because she was like, I want your curfew to be, I think it was like 2 a.m. She was like, I'll give you to 2, 3 a.m. But if you know you're not coming home, tell me. Yeah. That's, and that's so basically you telling me I don't have a curfew because every single time I'm like, I ain't going to make it home, 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 and never fucking show up at home, you know? So after that, I, I went from so much authority to no authority to where I was like, ah, like, like I was out. And yeah, like. See, no, my mom tried to play that game of like, oh, yeah, yeah if you're not going to be home by 2, 33 o'clock, you know, let me know. But when I got home in the morning, I don't think it's lady like to stay out that late. <laughs> like, girl, you just said. Right. You know what I was 
do with it where my legs was. Girl. Was out though. <laughs> but yeah, like that's just kind of where I was. And I was like, shit. I mean, that's what made me kind of like just move out and go through all my hardships and experiences real early because I just needed that freedom, girl. I just needed that freedom. So that's what fucked me up. And so do you think it would have been different? Like, does you have any brothers on your mom's side? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm my mom and my, well, no, 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 I'm lying. Girl, I was about to really just disown my little sister. <laughs> I was about to say I'm a, my mom and my dad's only child, but girl, I got a little sister. Oh, okay. Because I was just thinking, like, damn, if I was a boy, I wonder what my mom had been so hard on me. Oh, I used to wonder that shit whenever I lived in the house. I'd be like, damn, like, you sitting over here doing all this stuff. I remember this one time, bro. This one time, I got my phone taken in high school. So, you know, whenever you get your phone taken in high school, your mom has to come pick it up and pay $15. So, my mom picked up my phone, paid $15, and went through my shit, girl. That's a scam. Why did... Right? They had to pay $15. Yeah, they had to pay $15 and come and get your phone back. So my mom was really pissed off, went through my phone. And so I wasn't allowed to talk to boys, but I had a cell phone. So, of course, boys' boys names were under girls' names, but it was really a boy. <laughs> so I remember I was sending, like, little naughty photos and things. And my mom was like, is you gay? And I was so thrown off because I just knew she was going to beat my ass, see me over here talking to these boys. And so, yeah, my mom was like, are you gay? And I was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> She's like, why are you sitting over here sending these kind of photos to girls? And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, um, I just felt like it. She was like, you don't send these kind of photos to girls. <laughs> but at that time, Wet Seal was a thing. I don't know if y'all remember oh, yeah. Wet Seal. Oh, Wet Seal Wet used to have those Seal. panties deals where they were like, it was cute little panties and stuff. And so my mom was cool. She, you know, she would buy me little cute little panties and stuff. And you know what I'm saying? And them cute little panties was the one I was taking photos and shit in. <laughs> and. She started buying me Fruit of the Loom and Hanes, bitch. <laughs> she played me. But, like, I don't know, girl. I, don't, I just, I don't, I think now, back at that time, I was, I was a little sneaky. I was a little sneaky little You thing. just learned, when you have strict parents, you just learn to be sneaky and just kind of. Very much so. Try, at least try to get away with half the shit that you do. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly another thing that I think about with Luna. Like, I don't want her to be sneaking around doing this that and the other because i did some stupid ass shit being sneaky just to go do whatever i really really wanted and i had friends that had more so um lenient parents that like one of my friends we had like a she had a house party and her mom was passing out like md 2020 to everybody in a cup and i was like damn my mom would never do this but her mom's thought process was like you're gonna do it anyway but if you do it here at my house where I can see y'all and I can monitor y'all and know you were not finna go get in the car with nobody, yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah. like, stuff like that, then she was like, okay, cool. And, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, to me, I was just like, man, see, yeah. And she was allowed to have boys in her house, in her room. And um, her mom was just like, I mean, I'm here. I'm at the house. Like, y'all, even if we did close the door, like, her mom wasn't really tripping on it. But we genuinely, we weren't really doing shit. Like, we were literally just all cool homeboys, homegirls and stuff. We're like, we're about to go to such and such house. She got chips. She got snacks. We all just sitting up in that bitch. We taking pictures from MySpace and shit. Like, it was just fun. But I knew that I could never. eh. Boys couldn't even come in my house at one point. So it was just like, I don't know. I think about Luna, and I'm like, I don't want to be, like, hardcore like that but i also don't want to be too lenient to where she thinks that i'm her friend and like she did getting you, into other did your shit. mom ever explain like all of those things like her rules or her like no my mom wasn't really much of an explainer but she would give me like i feel like quotes and it would just 
you like you know like i'm not one of your little friends because one day i'm gonna be serious about something and you're gonna think i'm playing you're gonna think mm-hmm. i'm one of your friends and honestly i didn't even get that all the way until i was 26 walking <clears throat> my dog and um he was jump riled up and stuff and it was a busy street whole bunch of cars was driving by and he's thinking that i'm playing like jumping riling up and shit and he's about to run into oncoming traffic and he's a big if if anyone has seen him, this is a big ass 90 pound fucking pit bull. He'll drag my little ass. So I had to like yank back and I kind of like tapped him with his leash a little bit. It's like bad dog. But then it literally, I don't know. I just start thinking, I was like, damn, this is why my mama said like, I can't sit here and be your friend because there's going to be a time where I'm really serious and you're going to think I'm playing and you're going to mess us up into some stuff. And then I literally related. Cause at that time I was also pregnant. So I was like, damn, like what if we're in a grocery store or something and God forbid, but like, God forbid, but, like, something happens, like, a shooter comes in or something, and maybe my child gonna think I'm, like, playing around or something, but I I need her to be quiet and, like, listen to me in that moment or something, and, like, she all doing whatever, so I was like, damn, like, now I understand why my mama couldn't be my friend sometimes, because some shit was, like, some shit's gonna be serious, you're gonna be put into some shit, so, (laughs) I don't know, I just feel like things just started really coming into fucking perspective for me, I don't know, but... I'm going to tweak some stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably still going to need therapy and shit, though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was thinking that because I was just like, damn, we're doing all this work on ourselves because, you know, how we grew up. And, like, you know, I never really fought our parents. Like, I don't fault my mom or my dad or anything for how they did us because it's like they only did what they knew, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with the information that they had. Now we're, like, they're all therapied out and all of this stuff. Like, we're hyper fixated on fixing ourselves mm-hmm. and all of this stuff and the generational traumas and shit, right? And I'm just like, but we're still going to pass down some generational trauma and shit to our kids. And I'm like, what would that be? You know, like, our parents were so strict for the most part back in the day on us. And um, I wonder what is something, like, I wonder what is something, like, generationally we're going to pass down to our kids. Like, I wonder what that trauma is going to be. You know what I think about sometimes? You know how a lot of us are leaning more towards, like, gentle parenting and stuff where it's just, like, if your kid is having a tantrum and you're just, like, breathe calm down and I think that that stuff is beautiful but then I'm like I hope that everybody's on the same train with this gentle parenting stuff because my kid is gonna be like I'm upset with you because and then somebody else's kid gonna be beating their ass because that's a kid that grew up getting their ass beat (laughs) so I'm sitting over here trying to teach Luna how to calm down and like do her emotions and shit and somebody else like you know so I'm like damn like that's definitely gonna happen because like not (laughs) everyone is raised like the same way I mean we're fixing ourselves, but, like, not everyone is fixing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not everyone cares to fix themselves or try to be um, better individuals for their children and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. And then I think about it like, damn, my kid is going to have to have my mom as a grandma. Like, she, even if I choose not to whoop ass, my mom is definitely whooping ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I could be like, oh, no. My mom going to be like, well, don't bring your child over here to watch because mm-hmm. I'm going to whoop their ass. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But actually, my mom never really was like an ass whooper. She was just more so like, I'm going to threaten you. She, my mom was like really sharp with her words. Um, I feel like when I was younger, like young, 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 like toddler to like early school days, like pre-K, kindergarten, stuff like that, all I got my ass teared up for everything. But Hold up. But, like, after that, oh, my mom would just look at me and be like, bitch, you know better. Like, that's that, that, my mom was so good with her words. I feel like if anything, she whooped my ass with her words. 
That shit still stick to me in my head. Like, Man. she used to say some shit. My mom whooped my ass from all fucking angles. <laughs> Words, belts, switches, hands, all different fucking angles. I feel like we can laugh at this now, but from a little kid perspective, I used to be like, yeah, she's so fucking mean to me. And, Girl. and just like, you know, I was just like, damn, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like being a mom is like something that like, no one can teach you how to be a mom Mm-mm-mm. because your relationship literally with your daughter is going to be your relationship with your daughter. Like, yeah. like I can't, I can tell you like probably what she'll do and how to talk to her and tell you that. Cause I'm a Libra and so I'll understand her thought process. But like, ultimately she's going to be like, this is my mom. And yeah. she's so like, uh, like she's not, her. she's not cool. Like mm-hmm. even when I thought about the cool moms that would pass out drinks and stuff like that to their kids, even their kids was like, "Oh, I can't stand my mom." Mm-hmm. Like, girl, I would love to have your mama. Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I would love to have your mom, but you thinking your mama is just like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. you know? And like, I think sometimes, like, I think that's why it's going to be so important for you to know um, what type of mother to be to your kids, mm-hmm. and um, especially if you have multiple ones, because I never believe that you can treat both kids the same Mm -hmm. because there's going to be one that's going to be clingy to you that's like mommy 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 everything and then you're going to have one child that's like look i'm hyper independent i got this just let me do my thing like you know i'm 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 going with the flow you you won't have to be like that with them i feel like as a mom i feel like you're just going to have to learn like every child is different Mm -hmm. you know and i and i see that even with my niece and nephews like they're all so different it's just like i'll be telling my sister like you can't treat one like this and then treat the other one the same because they're not going to respond the same, you know? Mm-hmm. So I definitely get it. I, being a mom just seems like one of the most hardest jobs ever. Honestly, I, th- I think that it is just because there's no, like, you're liter- literally in motherhood, you're just thrown in the fucking ocean. And it's just like, and it's just like from day one, like whenever Jose went back to work and me and the baby woke up and he leaves, bye, I'm, I'm going to work. And I was just like, do Where do do? I start? Yeah. And she starts crying. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let, let's go change your diaper. Um, Maybe eat, uh, burp. Uh, okay. Like, it's, it's literally, like, there's no fucking guidebook to it. I think that's something else that really just, I don't know, I just kind of realized, like, just for my parents and the sacrifices that they made and stuff, like, it just really, really, I don't know. And I'm one of those people that I like to just be real with all family members, all anyone in my life, really. Like, if I'm thinking about you, and I'm like, damn, I'm, like, so proud. Like, I'm thinking about, you know, where they came from and, and all this other stuff. I'm the kind of family member, like, I'm a randomly text show ass, some long-ass, like, heartfelt paragraph. And a lot of times, like, my cousins or even my mom, my grandma, they'll be like, oh, my God, you just made me cry and I'm just at work. Like, why are you thinking about this? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just in deep thoughts. I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Because I, I, I like that you do that because, like, you really got to give people their flowers now. I'm, like, really big on that. Because I be mm-hmm. like, look – if I die today or tomorrow, I always think about the impact I'm leaving on people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be some people out there that's like, Rachel's a fucking bitch. I hate her. But then there's going to be <laughs> a way more people that's like, yo, Rachel was like so inspirational. She helped me get through so much shit and she just understood me and da da da. And like, that's where I try to be like, that's who I am prim- primarily and majority of the time. So when I, I do the same thing, like, if I'm thinking of something, I'm going to like send it and mm-hmm. shoot the text and be like, hey, um, I was just thinking about you, da, da, da. And I think that's very important that you do that because, like, we don't, 
too many times we go through life just not adjusting those feelings and emotions about people and then they're like not here anymore i mean possibly due to death or whatever mm-hmm. and you just be like damn and life life is really short and I'm becoming, the more spiritual I get, I'm becoming more, like, accepting of death. There was one, at one point whenever I was younger, I used to really, really be scared of dying or people around me dying. But then, like, just with spirituality, I know that, like, it's their body that I'm saying bye to. It's not necessarily their soul. They're always going to be here, and they'll try to find ways to communicate with you and stuff like that. But I just feel like it would be so much harder, like, okay, example my uncle that passed away it's hard for me to get a message across to him it's not hard but it's hard for me to get a message across to him and have this right here like his body acknowledging and saying yes this 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 this," you know so that I try to do it a lot more now and like a lot of my family members my parents they're getting older I notice like my mom isn't the same woman that back in the day like she was I notice now like even small stuff she's like oh my knees hurting and stuff and I'm like you're getting older mom and like even for my grandma like oh man sometimes whenever I go home I hold myself back from crying so much because sometimes like I'm just a deep ass thinker and I'll go to my nana's house and she'll be talking about something and literally there's tears forming actively in my eyes and she could be talking about something happy like oh and no I went to blah 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 and I'll be retiring actually my nana's trying to retire this year I'll be retiring in October so I'm throwing it away and it's just like I remember my Nana at the age of 40 working and walking in with me into her office, and they'll be like, Fran, you have a grandchild? You look way too young, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm sitting in front of my Nana who, 20 years later, I'm almost fucking 30 with my baby, and my Nana is talking about retiring, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, So I'm I'm always, like, trying to say stuff or, I don't know, just always just putting stuff out there more, just being a lot more, like, authentic. And I know some – I don't know if other people do this, I'm a lot more comfortable with talking about death and just being real about situations. And maybe that plays into my little ego death situation. Cause normally, you know, everyone, like if you try to talk to someone like, Hey, whenever I die, <laughs> don't talk like that. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I'm more so like, I'm just real. So I, I will literally like talk to my Nana. Like, look, I know that it's very uh, like a topic we don't really want to talk about, but put my name down like on the house or put my name down with some stuff. And I feel like I'll probably be mourning whenever that time comes, but I will be able to, be mature enough to make decisions. And my Nana will really talk to me on some real shit. Like, okay, well, these are where my important files are. This is, this is, and we can really like talk on some shit like that. So mm, I don't know, man. I think I ain't trying to get depressed up in this house. No, when I, when I think of death, I think of how selfish it is for you to want someone to continue suffering and be alive forever. and be alive. Um, it, it's, it, I look at it like that. Maybe I shouldn't, but I look at it like, like people are so, um, People are so attached to living, mm-hmm. and it's just like, think about how we currently fucking live. It's hard. I'm only 26. It is hard. Mm-hmm. So I can just imagine what my grandmother and my great-grandmother and even my mom has all went through. Um, I think I am coping more with the idea of death because I'm just like, I would rather you be dead and your spirit gone and an eternal peace mm-hmm. than to be out down here in this world that's fucking fucked up and mm-hmm. i gotta worry about you catching covid and all types of shit yeah i just want you to be like at peace and happy over everything like my great grandmother she has dementia and all types <gasps> of shit oh. and it's just like it's sad to see her like that and i'm just like if we i mean not saying like this is bad but if like she ever came to us and be like look i just want to go like i don't want to be here anymore i wouldn't be mad at her 
you know, I wouldn't be mad. Like, I, I get it. You 90, like, you didn't live a long-ass life. You didn't influence this all, had a good positive impact. You being alive at this point is really just, like, stretching it. Yeah. I appreciate, you know, the wisdom and everything, but, like, if you wanted to go right now, I would not be like, oh, my God, why you had to leave? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you've lived a long life. Yeah. We just got really fucking deep. Yeah, we did. And it just makes me, like, I don't even know. I don't know. It just makes me a little sad. So on a more positive note before we get out of here, we said that there was going to be a giveaway, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, for the giveaway, I feel like just I'm going to tell you all why. I just feel like personally for a giveaway, like I don't really care about anything else but money, to be real with you. I'm a tourist. Um, I only really care about money. I feel like um, I told Rachel, you know, doing a cash app, about $50. So I feel like for the giveaway, like our videos, what should we say? Maybe this will be the thing. What? We can post like, we have a giveaway. Go to said episode and you'll know exactly what to do for the giveaway as long as you listen to that episode. Facts. And then boom. Yeah. Winner, $50 cash app. So what you need to do is um, go on over to YouTube, subscribe to that channel. Make sure that you're following Why Women all across all social media platforms, TikTok, blah, 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 zip, zip, zip. Um, and then comment under video of your choice. Or should we pick a video? Because I'll pick one. She'll pick one. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to do it, like, randomly. This video is going to be on YouTube. Okay. It's the baby daddy and the baby mama. The baby daddy, baby mama um, video on Instagram or YouTube. I say YouTube. All right, YouTube. On YouTube, go comment on the baby mama, baby daddy episode. Um, winner will have a $50 cash app. First person, though. Got to be the first. Got to be the first. Not the last, baby, the first. So, you know, that's the giveaway. If you're listening, I'm, I'm going to say this again. Go like and, and subscribe and follow all of our social media platforms and then go to that baby mama, um, stepmama video and um, put a comment on it. Literally the first person that gets it gets that $50 cash app sent to them. Make sure you drop your cash app too. Comment your cash app. How about that? Comment your cash app on that YouTube video and boom. And, uh, yeah, share, like, subscribe, share this with your friends. I love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting. This has been another episode of Why Women. Y'all have a good day. Bye.